All right, everybody, welcome into the Westside Sports Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dakota Ezri. If this is your guys' first time listening to the show, welcome to the show. This show and podcast is available and free on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Samsung Podcasts, Index, and iHeartRadio. If you are new to the show and enjoy the content, please subscribe, leave a rating, and share would be all appreciated. I apologize for me not having a forum chat up. I have been uh, asking people in the past to please leave a comment, and I have been getting some feedback on that from people asking well how can we comment i am in the works of getting that set up right now i apologize for not having that up and ready for you guys but i will have that up as soon as possible hopefully within the next week or two so that way if you guys do not have a twitter handle or a platform like that you guys can reach out to me leave me comments topics you guys like me to cover for the upcoming shows and podcasts and so on today's podcast is going to be a bit of a lengthy one there's a new section for you guys. I'm not. It's, I'm not gonna say anything. I might tease a little bit. It's another Seattle. Another Seattle City franchise. It's been a popular ask from some, some from some people. So I'm gonna toss that in today. Also, we have around the world the new section. A whole lot of Mariners. Some MLB draft stuff that happened last night, and then we're gonna finish with with the home run derby and a sound off for Julio Rodriguez. Around the world today, ladies and gentlemen, starts off with the Baltimore Orioles drafting Jackson Holiday, who is the son of seven-time All-Star Matt Holiday at number one overall in the MLB draft last night. This is a very neat moment. It was one of the first two times in MLB history that two sons have been drafted in the top two picks and that both their both of their fathers, excuse me, were both All-Star players at the level. Those two players being Matt Holliday and the outfielder of Andrew Jones for the Atlanta Braves. A couple insights on Jackson Holliday. He broke the high school record for hits in a season in the state in which he came from. I apologize. I do not have that information quite yet. I will have it in an upcoming episode where I'm going to have a little bit more of a detailed draft on what the big names were how the Mariners did, how I see the Mariners draft picks, all that jazz. But overall, very intriguing prospect in Jackson Holiday. Young kid, only 17 years old. He's the youngest kid in the draft, right? Number one overall pick. He's got the bloodline to to come from, from Matt Holiday. Really great contact. Doesn't have a lot of raw power, but he's got a big frame to build into. So good for Baltimore for getting that. In the, in the upcoming years, they'll have him and Adley Rutschman to build upon, and we'll see if Ryan Mountcastle stays around. Congratulations to the Portland Trailblazers, who won their first ever league summer league uh, championship last night over the Detroit Pistons. Congrats to the franchise. Just kind of fun to see. Portland hasn't got a lot of love, obviously. They did ex- extend Damian Lillard in the offseason two years, $122 guaranteed million dollars. So that's obviously a big deal, a whole lot of cheddar, but Damian Lillard is Dame time. And when Dame time's on, the Rip City goes and everybody shows up to Portland Trailblazers games because, quite frankly, it's the only uh, only professional franchise they have in Oregon. Kind of a side note here, Cam Smith. I don't know a whole lot about the, the guy in general. He did win the, uh, the Open at, tw- at 20 under. Congratulations to him. He won it on a birdie putt over Rory McIlroy. So I'm kind of getting a little bit more into the golf scene. It's not my forte. It's not what I'm best at. 
but overall i'm just trying to get better at these every single time a lot of you guys really like the the golf stuff so i'm trying to incorporate that a little bit more often yeah we all know that tiger didn't play well probably his last time at the open but until he formally says that i'm not going to dive into that because quite frankly tiger likes to play and tease with our emotions so that's a different conversation for a different day and then we're going to finish the around the world segment this week or today excuse me with the Las Vegas Aces extending all-star player Kelsey Plum after winning the all-star MVP to a multi-year extension. She is a fantastic player. She's been a great face of the franchise for that team, for that area. Um, just a good, just a great overall person. She came from a great college, great program, did nothing but great things all the way through her entire career, shows up to Las Vegas and just quite frankly balls out so congrats to her worthy extension more than worthy she is deserving of all of it so just want to give a little shout out to kelsey plum on that the new section i teased you guys a couple minutes ago i got a seattle storm section now a lot of you guys are asking hey you know i know this is a primarily a mariners and a seahawk podcast but the storm are really good can we get some more absolutely this is kind of what i got for you guys right they're currently 17-8 on the season on a four-game winning streak. And a big part of this is because they have great players such as Brianna Stewart, pardon the page turn, uh, Jewel Lloyd. Obviously, they still have Sue Bird. Sue Bird's kind of on, obviously, in her retirement season, so she's not as great as she used to be, but she's still a very, very good player who will obviously be a, a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. Yesterday's game was an 81-65 win over Indiana. Great overall performance from them. Brianna Stewart dropped 25 points, 8 rebounds, 4 of 9 from the 3-point line. Jewel Lloyd, 15 points. I apologize if I butchered that name. I'm still learning these names. This is the first time. But 15 points, 5 rebounds. The next game will be Wednesday at 9 a.m. versus the Chicago Sky. That's kind of what I have right now. Uh, I'm going to get more as every game shows up. I'm going to start charting some stuff, seeing how, you know, when we get closer to playoff races, divisional standings, all that good jazz. But that's just a little bit of a little taster, a little, you know, a little appetizer for you guys, to say the least. And then I did tell you guys about the draft. I got a couple, uh, the first three draft picks for the Mariners last night. The draft is currently ongoing right now. I don't have any more information on the after the first three picks, but I will have a more lengthy, in-depth uh, coverage of the draft picks when we get to the next uh, podcast. Or I might just do a separate podcast, a shorter one, just for MLB draft. If you guys are wanting any comments or if you guys have any comments or anything you guys want me to cover... Please, if you guys listen, go on to, to Facebook, type in sports in the Northwest. It's my sports group. I'm going to have a little forum chat in there until I can get my website set up. So if you guys want me to talk about something different, please let me know inside of the, the comment section. I'll have there ready for you guys. I'll have a header and everything. It'll be very easy to see. I'll have a link up to my uh, on, on the Spotify so you guys can just simply click the three buttons on the right-hand side, drop it down, and then there will be a link to lead you straight to the chat so you guys can leave me comments there. Mariners' first-round draft picks. Name is Cole Young, shortstop, lefty bat, plus raw power, which is surprising for Asadsky. He's not a big guy, but just a really smooth swing. He said he really focused his swing after Juan Soto, which, I mean, is not a bad example to work off of by any form of the, you know, any matter, I guess I could say. Above average speed, great 
contact. Both to left-handed pitching and righty. He's a strictly a lefty bat. He's not a switch hitter. But the fact that he has the ability to hit quality to both left and right side against pitching is really, really talented. It's very promising. Kind of just need that ability of depth inside the infield. Because currently, we don't have a whole lot of it. You got a couple prospects in there. I'm going to cover that on an upcoming podcast. The next one, we're going to do a state of the farm. I talked about Joe Rizzo and some other prospects. But we'll cover that in the next podcast in general. But the thing that I like the most about this kid... He has a fantastic glove. Smooth, smooth handle ability. Great. Just, he's baseball smart, right? Some guys I'm seeing, oh, well, if you're going to get drafted, aren't you supposed to be baseball smart? It's kind of a touch and go, to me, honestly. Because some guys are so focused on just hitting dingers, making RBIs, and getting hits, they don't think about, base, you know, situational baseball. I don't know if there's a runner at first and second, is it more important to try and get the, the double play or is it better to try and go to third base, stop the momentum and see if we can't go third to second versus second to first. Obviously second to first is a bit more, you know, usual when it comes to turning to that double play. It's just kind of an example for you guys in general. I do like the draft pick of Cole Young. Jerry DePoto said specifically that he loved his moxie. He loved the way he attacks the, his game, his preparation. And the last person we heard about, quote, preparation was Logan Gilbert. And obviously, we're seeing the, you know, the fruits of that fruition for a bare lack of a term when it comes to that. Second round draft pick's name is Tyler Locklear out of Virginia Commonwealth Union University. Third base, first base guy. Played more at third than he did at first, but overall, he was flipping between both the positions, which is a bit more useful due to the fact that we don't have a whole lot of depth overall at third base or first base, quite frankly, our whole infield is pretty thin right now besides for like Edwin Arroyo who's obviously I've been talking about our number one overall prospect him and like Noel B. Marte are the two only infield prospects we have right now that are currently slotted to somehow make the major leagues at some point in time Tyler Locklear has great raw power is what this guy is known for kind of reminds me of a kind of funny like an Eugenio Suarez just tremendous raw power crazy strong kid more, uh, more walks and strikeouts in his college career, which is obviously something the Mariners target. Play discipline, CTZ, control of the zone, all that good jazz. What's interesting about this kid to me more than anything is the fact of his ability to put the ball to right field. You know, most guys that are power headers, they want to pull. Lots of guys inside the league this year, they just want to pull, 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 pull. They don't want to push the ball. They don't want to let the ball travel more or towards the plate and ride the ball out to right center field or right field or, you know, something along those lines. They want to just pull it and push it towards left field, left center, or just center field, right? So really curious about this guy. He had a great showing out at the uh, at the pre-draft showcase. A lot of these guys did. So wonder how long he'll be. He's a bit more of a polished product than Cole Young. Cole Young is going to take a little bit more time. Tyler Locklear did come off of three years of college from uh, Virginia Commonwealth. So his timeline to the majors is probably a little bit shorter, but the ability of Cole Young is going to be very, very close to see who will get to the league first or to, or to the show first, excuse me. So I like the picks for the first two. And the last one is Walter Ford. This guy is really interesting and i say interesting a lot in this podcast and i apologize for that right when i say he's interesting he's a technically a two-way player he's an infielder and he's also a pitcher 
from all of his stats and his bio, he's a better pitcher than he is an infielder, which means obviously he's probably better at pitching than he is at hitting. Um, but overall, he's a young kid also, 17 years old, almost 18. He's got a little bit of a decision right now. He's already uh, committed to the University of Alabama, but he still has the ability to decommit from the University of Alabama and go straight into the Mariners' prospect farm system if he chooses to. Obviously, this is a choice that comes down from prospects and younger players who have a commitment to a college and then get drafted because then they have to make a decision if they want to go to college or go into the farm system to try and speed up their process to get to the major league level. That's what I have as far as that, um, as far as drafting stuff goes. And obviously, Mariners are on a 14-game winning streak. If anybody hasn't noticed, this has been absolutely an incredible magic carpet ride. Pardon the, you know, it's just not the greatest term, right? Magic carpet ride, obviously, it's a Steppenwolf song. We all get it, right? Groovy little tune. But overall, what they're doing is just nothing short of remarkable, ladies and gentlemen. 14 consecutive games to win is, I'm not going to say impossible, but it's pretty dang close, right? I kind of took some takeaways because I've been watching games, listening to radio, listening to the commentary, uh, MLB Network, how everybody feels. It's kind of a similar vibe. Everybody's kind of talking about the same thing, so I'm just going to kind of toss you a couple ideas and some quote-unquote takeaways I have from this 14-game series. Pitching continues to be solid. That means, obviously, rotation and the bullpen. Just locking it down. The bullpen's been absolutely nails the last month-plus. Uh, well-needed break right now during the all-star uh, break in general. Everybody's going to rest up the arms. Obviously, if we would prefer to just keep on winning or keep on playing because we're hot right now. But everybody's got to rest up. This is your opportunity to go back to your family, your kids, your home, reset, you know, rehab a little bit, get some ice on the, bru the bumps and bruises, get ready to go. But that's been great. Pitching's been solid. Ty France, when he first came off of the IL, clearly didn't look right. Grimacing at the plate. Jerry talked about it on the Mike Salk Show on Seattle Sports Station. Just didn't look quite himself. Well, this last couple games, especially during the Texas series, he's hitting the ball to the right field. He's hitting the ball left. He hit one of the most majestic home runs I've ever seen Ty France hit in Texas. It was a double-decker dinger. And I love double-decker dinger. That's great. Triple Ds, right? Not diners, drive-ins, dives, but that's, you know, double-decker dinger. So Ty France, obviously, he's probably my first half MVP. I'm gonna uh, in the next podcast, I'm gonna do my first half awards. I'm gonna look at my and my my oh, excuse me, my first half MVP, which obviously as you guys just heard from me is Ty France. I'm gonna look at most improved uh, player with most room to improve, who I think is gonna be the second half MVP of this team. Um, Possible trade targets, all that jazz. It's going to be a hefty Maris podcast uh, next one. Just, excuse me, giving you guys a heads up on that. Adam Frazier, starting to show signs of promise. Because, man, he had a very slow start to the first half of the season. I think he's still hitting, like, maybe 240. It was 217. So he's bumped it up over 20-plus over points, which is good to see. He's just kind of starting to feel, he looks a little more confident at the plate, which is weird because when Jerry brought him in and traded him for, for Steve Kerr, the left-handed pitcher, one of our top 30 prospects in the offseason, um, this guy was of a contact king. 
for lack of a term. He's going to put the ball in play. He's not going to hit a lot of home runs, but he's going to do everything in his physical power to just put the bat to the ball and just do his job. Nothing fancy. Nothing like overly flashy. Going to have a decent glove. Good utility guy, right? Really good utility guy, excuse me. Right field, left field, second base. Played an inning of shortstop, obviously. But he's been a really pivotal piece during this 14-game stretch. Uh, Eugenio Suarez swinging a hot bat right now. He's been really just locked in. He, this whole 14-game season, even more, more than 14, I probably put the last 25 games, Suarez has just been locked in overall at the plate. His glove has just been such a pleasant surprise for this team. And this is a, this is a guy that I can't give enough love to. Sam Haggerty. What a what a what a man. Like just what a base he's a baseball player, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing fancy to the man. Doesn't have a lot of power. Got a ton of speed. Hits the ball pretty well. Can play any position he needs to, besides for catcher, obviously, catcher and pitcher. But his ability to steal bases, Scott has the utmost confidence in him and Dylan Moore right now. Honestly, I think Sam Haggerty's gotta step up over Dylan Moore. Does Dylan Moore have a lot more pop to him? Yeah, but Dylan Moore looks like a running back. I mean, or a freak safety. Dude, built, yoked, cut, shredded. I mean, I wish Dylan Moore could hit the ball a little bit better because I'd be the biggest Dylan Moore fan on, on the planet. Not just because he's handsome, but the fact that he can hit the baseball. Sam Haggerty, I call him a glue guy. Just steps in whenever he needs something to happen. Just says, coach, skip, Scott, I got you. Just tell me wherever you need me to go, I'll go. Love Sam Haggerty. Andres Munoz just continues to dominate every single appearance he stepped in over the last month and a half. I've talked about him. It feels like every podcast is him and Julio. And I'm going to finish this section with Julio because obviously he's deserving of it. But Andres Munoz, he's kind of turning into that Edwin Diaz kind of a role. Steps in and just dominates everybody. Every single pitch, every at bat. He's throwing that slider with more velo. Not as much. His break is sharper. It's not a longer break. It's a sharper, shorter break, which is just messing with guys' timing. Because when you throw 100 plus miles an hour, you got to sit on one, one or two pitches. You just have to. You can't, you know, just anticipate a pitch and just go for it. You have to sit on it, expect it, and then swing way ahead of time, which is why you're seeing guys like Cole Calhoun, uh, Jonah Heim just whiffing, which is great to see. And obviously, Julio Rodriguez is a face of this franchise. He continues his all his rookie of the year campaign this year. I'm going to talk about him in a couple minutes about the home run derby and everything like that and the significance of him to this franchise and to this city. But this kid is absolutely spectacular on every way of the word, right? He runs. He's fast as lightning. He's got light tower power. He's got a smile to light up a whole room. You know? This is what I'm so excited for tonight. It's just the smile. Just the fun nature. You know? These guys, you know, Pete Alonso loves the event. You know? These guys, all these guys go up here because it's for, you know, sponsorships and for making their, you know, own personal agenda. Right? Not not so much Julio. Julio, you're a beautiful man. Ryan Osmeal said beautiful man. That's kind of odd. But he just is. He's just a kid. He's 22, 21 years old. He's just smiling, having a great old time, loving baseball, loving life. 
So we need more. Just overall, people who just love life, just happy, jubilant. That's my word for the day, jubilant, right? And Julio, you're the definition of jubilant, man. God bless you. Couple things with Jerry Depoto after uh, last night's draft. He said specifically that they will prioritize trade topics after the three days of the MLB draft are finished. Quote, we will be aggressive to add to the talent of this team very via Jerry. Also, we will be looking for either a starting pitcher or a bullpen arm at bare minimum. This is coming straight from, from Jerry. He's hinted about Kirby and Logan. That's why they're starting to cr uh, lower back and lessen back on the overall innings pitched for Logan Gilbert. Chris Flexen, George Kirby. Kirby did pitch two two days ago. I don't have the updated stats for his outing. I will have it up here soon. But that's a couple notes from Jerry Depoto about trade deadline stuff. A lot of you guys have been messaging me on Twitter asking me, you know, trade deadline, trade deadline. What do you think? And targets, acquisitions, what prospects are going to go? You know, I will have all of that in the upcoming podcasts in general. Next one's probably going to be more stated of the farm, talking about the prospects, and then we'll go into the actual trade deadline on a separate one and do like a trade deadline special. But that's kind of what I have as far as trade deadline topics are. I just want to give you that kind of three cents from Jerry Depoto. Home run derby is tonight. And I am so pumped for this. I love, 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 love home run derby. Ever since I was a kid, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark, you know, Mark Trumbo, Ken Griffey, you know, Robinson Cano. There's been Josh Hamilton. There's so many cool names, great just moments for this. I can't wait for this. Obviously, a big reason why I'm going to be excited for this is for Julio Rodriguez being inside the home run derby as well as the all-star game. But this moment for Julio Rodriguez is so much, it's such a monumental moment for this franchise. This franchise has been through a lot. We all know this. For you guys who listen to this podcast, you, I'm sure you've been, I don't know if you've been watching for the last 20 plus years of absolute just madness and misery, for lack of a term. But this moment for this franchise is something that is so overdue. You know, we haven't had a player go into the home run derby since Robinson Cano. Absolutely ridiculous, right? Julio Rodriguez, like I, like I said a couple minutes ago, is the face of this franchise. And better yet, he's the face of the city. And some people will say, oh, no, DK Metcalf. And I, I got no due disrespect to DK Metcalf. Obviously, the dude's a generational talent. But he ain't no Julio Rodriguez. He's just not. You know? You know, probably if DK, no due disrespect. I'm not trying to throw shade. This is strictly my own personal opinion. And I don't do opinions often on this. I go strictly stats. But if there was a better quarterback than Russell Wilson, a lot of people say, dude, Russell Wilson's a top 10 quarterback. Sure. But would I rather have Joe Burrow throwing the ball to DK Metcalf than Russell Wilson? Oh, you better believe it. Because Russell just doesn't, he wasn't the true fit for DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf just needs a quarterback. I know I'm getting on like a DK tangent here for a second, but I just kind of want to explain myself when I'm talking about Julio versus DK. DK Metcalf is all great, right? All time. Not to say all time, but like, I'd say last five years, definitely top five wide receiver drafted. Him, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jamar Chase, a couple others, right? 
But overall, the Seahawks are going to need to end up getting a quarterback. Obviously, Drew Locke, Geno Smith are not the answer. DK Metcalf has the ability to challenge Julio Rodriguez for face of, of the city. But currently, this is a Mariner city again. This is a baseball town again. Like it was supposed and always was going to be. 95, ladies and gentlemen. Edgar, Joey Cora, the kid. I mean, you can go down the whole list. Buner, the whole thing. This team was designed to win. And it's seeing come to fruition again. Julio, being on the national stage, just smile. Be yourself. It's like what, what, what Jared Scott said in his office. Never change who you are, Julio. Bring on the J-Rod show. Well, guess what? It's time to bring on the J-Rod show to the national audience and show the world that the Seattle Mariners are nothing to walk over anymore. Because we have Julio Rodriguez. The J-Rod show. The J-Rod squad. All that jazz. Just go put it on a show today. Go put it on him. If you hit five dingers, who cares? Will, 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 will I be disappointed? Yeah, a little bit. But I don't care if he wins the event. It's the fact that he's getting national recognition is what matters most. MLB Network is now talking about us because we won 14 consecutive games. And we had, oh, occasional Ty France highlight or something. Or J.P. Crawford's having a good start to the season. They don't talk about us. Because we're not on the East Coast. We're not the Yankees. We're not the Red Sox. We're not the Dodgers. Um, we're not the Cardinals, we're not the most, you know, you know, fancy la-la-la teams, for, for lack of a term. We're the Seattle Mariners. We are the Emerald City Faithful. And as the and on behalf of the Emerald City Faithful, Julio, we are behind you. We support you. We have your back. And we love you for everything that you have done for this franchise, for this city, for the fan base. Go out there, have a dang old good time, man. Just just go be yourself. Like, I, we all know you will, man. Because you're Julio Rodriguez. And all you want to do is have fun. And that's why we love you, man. Thank you so much for everybody for listening to today's podcast. Today's podcast is a little bit longer. I'm trying to get uh, an idea if you guys are wanting a shorter podcast or a longer podcast. Some of you guys like the 30-minute one. Some of you guys prefer 15 to 20. If you guys can go on to the sports group, Sports in the Northwest. Um, just if you guys are not a part of it, please just uh, add on to there. I will approve for it. It's my personal group. I'm the admin. That way you guys can leave me comments. That way I know what you guys want me to talk about for upcoming shows, topics, conversations, all that good jazz. Again, this podcast is available and free on all platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening, subscribing. If you enjoy the show, the content, Please subscribe, leave a rating, and just share the share this podcast on any platform possible. All of that's appreciated. Thank you guys so much. And as I always hop out of here with saying, see us rise.